Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapfel. Alongside of me, because we're doing it second week in a row, we're doing an old school style recording, is George Rogers. <clears throat> George, you gonna talk? No. Alright, fuck it, we'll do it live. Alright. <laughs> Don't have to worry about any glitching tonight, or at least we hope. Yeah. George? <laughs> no, nope, we lost George. There, there he goes again. Um, so, uh... No news. No. Nothing really to talk about. I'm pretty sure we just kind of get right into the movie, right? Yeah. That's all, I, don't, I don't think anything's happened. No. No. Nothing, uh, nothing I care about, at least. Nothing we can't cover on Big Energy when we record that later this week, too. Yeah. You know, maybe Chris has something. But, uh, fuck him. But, um, <clears throat> anyway. Oh, although, I do want to say before we jump in there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of anti-multi- Multiverse movie podcast uh, accounts over on Twitter. I just want to say that I've conducted an extensive study to show that m- that most of them are are bots. Now I don't know who would pay for such a wildly uh, outrageous idea, but thanks, Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Goon, <laughs> clown. Um, but uh, well, hope you enjoyed our UHF review. I uh, hope you enjoyed our WrestleMania review with Chris on Big Energy, of course. No, we uh, did that on uh, Hot Tag. Was I'm it? sorry. Yes, we did. Yeah. We did uh, Big Energy was top 10 WrestleMania matches. Yeah. And then we did top 10 90s movies. That's right. Action movies. 90s yes. action movies. This week's 80s action movies. So. Yes. Um, should be fun. Um, but this week here for the Multiverse Movie Podcast, we are jumping into the prequel trilogy of the Star Wars franchise. Uh, and the reason why we're doing this movie so soon after my birthday is mainly because the Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary is next month. So uh, I kind of pushed for, not that it, I had to twist George's arm or anything, but I was like, hey, we should do it for the 20th anniversary. But I wanted to make sure we did this first. Uh, I think with Star Wars, at least with the, the trilogies, you know, we want to do them in order and stuff like that. So release order um so we're starting off with the prequel trilogy today and um with my favorite of the prequel trilogy and i don't think it's the best movie of the prequels i do think revenge of sith is a better movie but favoritism wise this is my favorite of the prequels uh and it's the phantom menace um and george question for you the same question i ask you every week we do a podcast when did you first see this movie i didn't see it in theaters no no um I actually saw this after I saw Attack of the Clones. Okay. Because I saw Attack of the Clones in theaters. Mm. And then I went back and watched this. Mm. Um, which is almost par for the course for me. You know, watch the sequel and then go back and watch mm. the first one. So we don't get shocked by anything. Right. It's just how just it Just ruin it for yourself. Yeah, it's just kind of how it happens. Uh, I did see this in theaters, of course. Everybody knows I'm... And, of course, in you, predominantly, you know how big of a Star Wars fan I am. Um, so, I did see this in theaters. My dad took me... Um, because he likes Star Wars too, and I've loved this movie since day one. I'm not one of those people who were like Jar Jar Binks and George Lucas ruined my childhood, and then like 20 years later, because the pre the, the sequels were so divisive, I found this new love for the prequels, like a lot of people have done. I have always defended this movie. I've always loved this movie, and I always will love this movie. Um, and I've loved it from the moment I saw it in the theaters, and uh, it has my favorite lightsaber. It's got a lot of my favorite moments in Star Wars in it. Um, and sometimes there are parts of me that think it is better than Revenge of the Sith, but Revenge of the Sith is just so good. Um, it's hard for me to say this is a better movie, yeah, even though this is my favorite of the mm-hmm. of the um, 
of the prequel trilogy. But let's let's get into the meat and bones of things. Um, and uh, let's, let's start. Obviously, you know, this was released May 16th, uh, 1999. That was its L.A. premiere. Uh, it's, it's, it's U.S. release, I guess, worldwide, as, you know, we... Because it only has U.S. here. Is uh, May nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine, uh, with a budget of one hundred and fifteen million dollars. Its initial box office gross was nine hundred and twenty four point three million dollars. That was nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. At this point, I believe there was only one billion dollar film. It was Titanic. It was Titanic. Yeah. So this this movie was. A couple weekends away from probably taking a billion dollars, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. it later did do in 2012 when it got released in 3D. Uh, it now sits at 1.027 billion dollars. I, I, I wish I would have seen it in 3D. I think it would have would have been cool. I'm not a big 3D fan, but as a Star Wars fan, I wish I would have saw it in 3D. Um, but um, I mean the, I mean the box office intake of this of this movie alone was a. Uh was a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one at that. So. <laughs> and that's a lot of profit, too, because yeah. you got to think about how much marketing there was for this movie. And we always talk about, you know, and especially the three of us, a lot of a lot of off-the-air discussions happen between me, George, and Chris that never really make it on air. We really talk about a lot of... A lot of that never should make it to air. That's true. But I'm, I'm saying <laughs> in terms of, like, the movie stuff, yeah. this was everywhere. So whatever, whatever, and whatever was spent on marketing was absolutely made up in fucking... All those Pepsi cans that I bought and never drank because I hate Pepsi, but I had to have those cans. Fucking had to have them. My dad had a lot of rinsing, fa- uh, uh, grimacing faces when he was because my dad hates Pepsi more than I do. Um, he's always been a, a Coke guy, but um, cocaine, mm, cocaine, yeah, cocaine. Uh, but it was just everywhere. Yeah. St- th- this movie was everywhere in 1999, and and. Um, yeah, it's just it's well technically, uh, I I actually misspoke. Twentieth um, Century Fox was the distributor, so they put up the marketing rights, mm-hmm. and it was uh, in a in a normal world, um, they put it, they would market the movie, and and Lucasfilm made the movie because Lucasfilm, you know, Lucas George George Lucas owned everything. He was just distributing through Fox. Um, directed by George Lucas, written by George Lucas, produced by Rick McCollum, who's who was a long long standing Lucasfilm guy. Um, music, do I need to tell you? John Williams. You know, the only uh, the only guy there is for uh, Star Wars, in my opinion. You know, uh, starring Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, Ahmed Best, Ian McDiarmid, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, Frank Oz uh, as puppet. And voice because the original movie had the puppet Yoda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you see that original version, George? Have mm-hmm. you, or you, okay, you have. Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember when they actually went back and digitally put digital Yoda, and I want to think it was for the Blu-ray release. I think the DVD release has the original puppet still, but I, I know the Blu-ray release and whatever's on Disney Plus is digital. Um, but I believe the puppet is still on the DVD release. I I could be wrong. Um, I know he was on the VHS release, which I still have my VHS copy of this. Um, it was the last Star Wars movie I bought on VHS because uh, we didn't have a DVD player just yet, um, and it came in a really nice box set. You know, I'll take a picture and send it to you. Uh, I know exactly where it's at in my parents' house, so uh, it was really nice. Came with like a a nice uh, maybe I'll frame it. It came with like a, like a piece of film, like a, it was like a negative over an actual piece of the film. It was really nice. It was really nice. I think my mom got it for me for like an Easter present one year because it came out on VHS right around that time, like the springtime, so like in two thousand. So. Um, 
all right, that that should be everybody. George, you want to? Did you mention? Away? Did you mention Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, my mistake, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I was just reading off the list. Awesome. I know. Uh, Jake Lloyd. I don't think I mentioned him as well. Um, oh, uh, 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 Oliver uh, Ford Davies as uh, Soy Bibble. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. He <laughs> <laughs> was governor of the <laughs> Yeah, Terrence Stamp, Kieran Knightley. Um, just trying to see if there's any other names in here. Nah, like, almost like a Greg ex- Proops. Oh my God! Oh, he was the announcer. He right? was he was yeah. one of the announcers, and Scott yeah. Scott uh, uh, Scott uh, Caporo was the other one. Oh, the great Scott Caporo. Yeah. Wow. This whole time. Wow. Who'd have thought? Wow. George, want to take us away? I do. The Trade Federation creates turmoil in the Galactic Republic by blockading the planet Naboo in protest of recent legislation taxing major galactic trade routes. I'm already bored. <laughs> the Republic's leader, Su- Supreme Chancellor Finis <clears throat> Valorum, Zod, dispatches Thanks. Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn and his apprentice, Obi-Wan Kenobi. At this, at, at this point, he was going by... Um, I couldn't think of a longer name. Da- da- Donald Kenobi. Okay. He didn't get the name over one yet. To negotiate with Trade Federation <coughs> Viceroy Newt Gunnery, Darth Sidious, a Sith Lord and the Trade Federation secret benefactor, orders the Viceroy to kill the Jedi and begin an invasion with an army of battle droids. But the Jedi escape and flee to Naboo. During the invasion, Qui-Gon rescues a Gungan outcast, Jar Jar Abrams. Hey, come on. Excuse don't. me, Jar Jar Binks. In Day to Qui-Gon, Jar Jar leads the Jedi to Ota Gunga, the Gungans underwater city. Uh, I apologize to any Gungans listening if I said that wrong. The Jedi fail to persuade the Gungan leader, Boss Nass, to help the planet's surface dwellers, but manage to obtain Jar Jar's guidance and underwater transport to Theed, the capital city of Naboo. After rescuing Queen Amidala, the group make their escape from Naboo aboard her royal starship, intending to reach the Republic capital planet of Coruscant. Now it's been a minute since I watched this is the movie. Out of hand. Now there are two of them. Okay. This is getting Oops. out of hand. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> um now it's been a minute since I've watched the movie. Aside from last night when mm-hmm. I did watch it again. Okay. Um and I remembered I, I definitely thought the that this movie was longer than what it was. It's just a little over two hours. It's a little over two hours, mm-hmm. but I, you forget when you rewatch it, and it's been a while since I've seen it. Like, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it. I didn't realize that everything was just kind of like, go, 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 right from mm-hmm. the jump. Like, you know, it starts out with... I can oh, see how you're you know, confused since all the sequel trilogy movies are about two and a half hours. Too long. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, all the Lucas film, all the Lucas movies were, yeah. were moderate. Yeah. You know, crisp, but time, you know, time it's, frame. yeah, it's <clears throat> um, you know, Qui Gon and Obi Wan are on the ship to you know, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the the escape, you know, straight down to Naboo, straight you know, meeting Jar Jar, into the Gungan city, and then right into Thebes. Like it was all just jump, like right from the jump. I thought there was more time in between them, but there clearly wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. Yeah. Not to mention that this is the beginning of some of the greatest memes in the history of, me- of meme kind. Yes. I. Oh, there are 
Thanks. I, yeah. Well, we're all doing it. This uh, is an hour-long reel of now the negotiations were short. <laughs> Jedi scum. Sorry, that wasn't that movie. Sorry. Um. But yeah, we get uh, we get our first appearance chronologically of Obi Wan Kenobi. <clears throat> A very young, very fresh-faced Ewan McGregor. This is... Hey, Boner. Yeah. Hey, Boner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've almost missed it. Almost. There's George Decay. Oh. Oh, did you have more of that? Or... No, that was it. Oh, okay. Um, no, but safe to say that this movie kind of made Ewan McGregor. Yes, he did things before this, mm. but, you know, strapped a rocket to his back and, and put him right to the moon. And he not and, and he nailed it, nailed it so much that we're getting a TV show. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I'm also really excited that John Williams is scoring the show. And and right for the same. A surprise to be sure. And so it is. Yeah, and so it is. Um but yeah, like it's it's right from the top, and then you know, we're we're seeing a little bit more and and this was actually good because we saw the advances in the technology. Um at this point with with, with movie making and special effects because now when the lightsabers come out like they pop off the screen you know it's crisp like it look you know it doesn't look like it did you know, 20 years prior <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm glad this is back <laughs> That all that 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 river. It was perfect because you're talking about lightsabers too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the sound that my lightsaber makes when it, when I ignite it. <laughs> oh. oh my god, it's so good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, yeah. All right, sorry, everybody. <laughs> but also, we you know there's still more fluent light because now because now we're actually seeing the Jedi in their, you know, their full glory, so to speak. Mm. Um, yeah, we we're seeing a little more movement, a little more fluidity with the lightsabers, mm-hmm. not just kind of clunky old man Obi Wan mm-hmm. or half robot Darth Vader or inexperienced. Mm. Luke Skywalker with it. I'm a little torn when it comes to the lightsabers in Star Wars, at least in the originals and the prequels. Because um, I like the idea of in the originals where like like Luke was wielding his lightsaber as if it was like a like, like a broadsword in like medieval times. It was a little heavy, had a little weight to it. But in the prequels I like the fact that Jedi are so in tune with the force that they can wield these like they're they're nothing, you know what I mean? So um we got and we got, you know, three of the best lightsaber battles in the entire saga. In the prequels, so yeah, abso- um, ab- yeah, absolutely, especially in this movie, absolutely. So, um, so what goes we- on in this town is none of your business. As long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. You, you literally could have just waited. You could have just waited a little bit mm-hmm. before jumping into that, because I was going to, you know, you know, you ruined it. You ruined the, mm-hmm. you, you ruined the reference. And I hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. Because you're trigger happy. Because I was going to use that in my frame of reference for Jar Jar being banned from the Gungan City. But, mm. My uh, mistake. 
I, I hope you proud of yourself. Now you ruined it. You yeah. ruined it, and I'm leaving. Basically, no, basically. Um, so when we meet Jar Jar, and he's annoying right from the jump. And okay. well, to them, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the a lot of people are at, oh, they, they, they always go back to Jar Jar when they're attacking Star Wars. Like that. Well, do you remember the like question that that Qui Gon asked Jar Jar? Which one was it? We bring in the studio this morning one of the gay rights activists, Mr. Should I call you Mr.? Pepe Julian Onzima. Thank you for coming in. You're going to get us canceled. Why are you gay? (laughs) I don't care. You can't cancel us. We have like fucking 11 people that fucking listen to us. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. I think that 11 is about fucking 12 too many. (laughs) (laughs) That 11 is a crest too many. (laughs) There's our one per show. There's our one per show. Um, Yes. But I think but everyone always goes to Jar Jar as yeah. the frame of reference to insult the prequels, to mm. insult Star Wars in general. That's like their but only they, thing they yeah, got. But to. they also don't realize that was kind of the intention of Jar Jar mm-hmm. was to be anno- you, you was to be annoying. Mm-hmm. But they were just putting up with it. I mean, it's like he was he's no more Jar Jar is no more <laughs> annoying than fucking C three PO is. Yeah. So, excuse me. Yeah. So so what's the so, so what's the real argument? Against Jar Jar. That's, that's literally when I ask people, why don't you like the Phantom Menace? They go, oh, well, Jar Jar. What else you got? And they, they can't. They can't yeah. tell me what else they don't. Oh, the CGI sucks. It was 1999, but this movie has the most practical effects of yeah. all 11 cinematic Star Wars films. But please continue. Continue feeding me your false facts because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Passing through the Federation <clears throat> blockade, the ship is damaged in the crossfire and its hyperdrive malfunctions. The ship lands for repairs on the outlying desert planet of Tatooine. I don't know that name. Situated beyond the Republic's jurisdiction. Qui-Gon Jar Jar, the first appearance of astromech droid R2-D2. R2-D2. And Queen Padme Amidala, in disguise as one of her own handmaidens, visit the settlement of Mos Espa to purchase a new part for their hyperdrive. They encounter junk dealer Watu and his nine-year-old slave Anakin Skywalker, a gifted pilot and engineer who has built a protocol droid C-3PO. So, we see where R2 kind of comes in. They're mm-hmm. on the, you know, <coughs> uh, several, several different uh, astromech droids to mm-hmm. repair the hyperdrive. <laughs> Only R2 survives the attack because, because of course, fucking R2, mm-hmm. first of all. He knows what's going down. Well, uh, there's a rumor that one of those astromech droids was was also R five, but the blast didn't hurt him. He just fell to he just roamed spacefully, landed on Tatooine. Is that legit? You're just making that up? I literally pulled that out of my ass right now because I feel like that's believable. He is Skippy, he, extremely. <laughs> um, so that we all you know because it's we eventually have to get to Tatooine at mm-hmm. one point. So mm-hmm. we're getting it right, getting it right off the bat. Which, once again, I thought happened much later in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it shows my lack of uh, awareness and paying attention to the movies. But um, the one thing that really... And I still mock it to this day just because it's it, it, it's bad. Because the one thing you can criticize, and rightfully so, is Lucas's screenwriting. Yeah, Lucas isn't the best dialogue writer. Yeah. I know and uh, again that's another p- people are like, "Oh, he's such a bad director." No, George is a phenomenal 
director of movies. Watch the poverty scene. If you actually deep dive and, and, and think about it, that's a beautifully directed scene. George is a very good director and cinematographer and all that stuff. He just doesn't have... he need What he needed was he needed Lawrence Kasdan to come in and who is a screenwriter right and and uh, and clean up the dialogue for the prequel trilogy and i think a lot of people would have been more well re- receptive yeah. of them yeah because i will say i think some of the dialogue but, is a yeah. little clunky because times. then we wouldn't have had anakin saying such things are as you an are angel? you an angel yeah like i mean the, this kid was smooth yeah he's already well, like, assessing are you an angel lawrence kasdan would have had him been like are you a cum slot <laughs> And then and Padme would have responded, "No, I'm not Christy Francesco." <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> <laughs> I broke George. My God! Oh, oh you're right, Regis. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> the insane ramblings that come out of you. Oh, I can't wait for the disrespect. This is gonna be the text he sends us, and I'm just gonna write back, "LOL." <laughs> but why do you guys hate me? I'm like, no, it's because you make that stupid emoji with your hand. I hate you. The, uh, the, the hang ten. Yeah, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> you love it, dick diver. So, yeah. So with this, so they need the parts that go. No, I kid, I kid, I kid. I only mildly hate Chris. <laughs> I sent him a nice thing on Saturday. You did, yeah. You 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 stole it from another movie, but yeah. Well, the thought the thought was there. Semantics. Yeah, I'm always in the mood for semantics. <laughs> Welcome. Um. Yeah, so they meet Watu, who's a junk dealer, and clearly designed to represent certain people mm. and their ways. I could see where I could <laughs> see where some people in this movie. Uh, I mean, listen, when I'm. 12? Yeah. 12 years old when this movie comes out. I don't... The... Uh, I, can't, I, I can't remember the, the Newt Gumray's race. Um, the Trade Federation. No, his his actual race of people. Oh, the trades. <clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> uh, a Nemodian. That's okay. So, like, when I'm 12 years old, I don't go, oh, hey, those Nemodians remind me of a stereotypical, like, Asian guy. You know yeah. what I mean? That's which was the complaint for everybody. And when I see Watto as, you know, eight... I'm sorry, not... 12 years old I don't go oh that reminds me of like like a uh, what people would claim as a stereotypical of like a Jew it would I don't think of that at 12 years old right. I think when you're looking for yeah. stuff as you're gonna find it like yeah. I say for everything yeah. if you're looking for something in like I'm gonna sit here and watch this movie and find all the bad references so we can cancel the movie you're, I mean you're gonna find it in every single piece of entertainment ever yeah. It's if you just, go looking, you're yeah. gonna find it. Yeah. Sure, I mean, maybe is it a little bit ham-fisted? I mean, I guess so. I mean, yeah. you know, but I don't, you know. What, what I mean, if, I mean, if it was like Watu Berg, I'd be like, all right, yeah. this is a little on the nose. Watto Stein. This <laughs> <laughs> is a little, little on the nose, yeah. if you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If Newt Gunray's last name was Newt Gunray Lee, I'd be like, all right, it's a little, you know, son. You know, I'd be like, all right, it's a little on the nose here, but look, yeah. I've never. I mean, I mean, kind of, I can see what people are saying now at thirty-five, but you know, at twelve, I'm I was so just dead again. at twelve, Holy I didn't money. give a shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. So, getting right into the, the, uh, the third paragraph. Yeah, Quagon senses a strong presence of the Force within Anakin and is convinced that he is the prophesied chosen one, destined it's to restore. Ba- yeah, you're welcome. 
the, the destined to restore balance to the force, with Watu refusing to accept payment and Republic currency only money. Qui-Gon wagers both the required hyperdrive part and Anakin's freedom in a pod <coughs> race. Anakin wins the race and joins the group to be trained as a Jedi, reluctantly leaving behind his mother, Shmi... Shmi, okay, I thought... I, I skipped the line. Also, her last name is it Maul. <laughs> en route to the starship, Qui-Gon encounters Darth Maul, Sidious' apprentice who was sent to capture Amidala. After a brief lightsaber duel, Qui-Gon escapes aboard the starship with the others. Republic credits don't work on me, so, only money. So also within that, there was that little scene where, uh, where Sidious is talking to New Gunnery mm. uh, via hollow, mm. you know, like the little hollow projection. Thing, yeah, yeah the, the hollow projection that they use. And they're talking about, it's like, you no, know, you know, we can't find our scanners. You know, it's, it's out of our range. It's like, well, not out of the range of the Sith. And then, like, that is such a great shot when Maul just appears mm-hmm. in the hollow projection. Like I looked, at, I, I rewound it just to just watch it again. I'm like, wow, this, it's just a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, a testament to Lucas mm-hmm. and how and how great of a filmmaker he actually is. Yes, writing not really his forte, but that was a hell of a shot because it was also the first time we saw Darth Maul, mm-hmm. and just to have him show up as a hollow projection. And he's a cold character. Yeah, I mean, here you got to think about. It. You really got to think about it. Let's say you're somebody who doesn't watch the Clone Wars or Rebels or any of that stuff. So me. But until you saw Solo, it, but or if you didn't know who I was, if you didn't right. know me and I know all the stuff about Star Wars I talk yeah. about, if you were just some guy who just saw the six movies and that was it, that was your only introduction and only piece of Darth Maul you would have had until you saw him at the end of in, uh, in Solo. Yeah. Not knowing that they actually brought him back in Clone Wars and he was predominant in the animated shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, he hasn't been in Bad Batch yet, but we'll see. Right. So he's become yeah. a cult character. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of my favorites. I got to find a place for on one of my arms for him. Uh, so always the, been one of my favorites. Who didn't love that fucking? I will get, oh, we'll get yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to yeah, it. Stop we'll get it. to it. Stop, it. stop, stop jumping ahead. I mean, not blow my fucking loading Chris's mouth this fast. No, 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 no. He's got the disrespect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jangle twins first. Yeah. No. Put, put a finger in your hiney if you're a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Two if you're a pal. I don't know why I went full Jimmy Stewart on that. Oh, no. Um, but, so, let's, so let's talk about this uh, this pod racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I hated it at first. I've, I've really? grown to love it. I'm not the biggest racing fan, so mm-hmm. it didn't really do too much for me. But it's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things about it. I still really don't. It's how they just kind of showed the random other racers mm. and how, like, yeah, Anakin's didn't go from the jump because Sepulpa was a piece of shit mm. and he was trying to uh, wager. But then, like, it showed that other guy who couldn't move and he just sort of like, Arr! and it kind of kept cutting back to him every so often mm. until his pot exploded. I'm like, that kind of didn't need any of that. I'm going to find... First things first, I'm going to go back and put in my Blu-ray copy of this because I do. I don't. This is one of those movies, like all Star Wars movies. I don't need to go back and rewatch them. But I was like, yes, I, I, mean, I love this movie so much. So I watched it yesterday. I need to cross-reference a lot of stuff. I feel like at some point when George Lucas was maybe doing when he was swapping out Yoda mm-hmm. in this movie, I feel like he added more racer introductions because I don't remember them announcing that many racers. At that part of the movie, there was a lot of racing. Now I'm like, I, I'm not gonna I, remember any of these guys unless I'm playing Star Wars Pod Racer. I I only <laughs> remember them doing like Ben Quadraneros, Sebulba, 
maybe one other guy, and then Anakin. But there was like seven or eight of them. I was like, this seems a little long. I feel like that they added. I could be wrong. Maybe I just never noticed it before, but it seemed off to me. So Also, Fat Child Greedo. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Wizard. Wizard, Annie. Yeah. Can I tell you how much I love the fact that they brought that back in the book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, like, you know, let me yeah. say something for a second. Oh, here we go. Here, 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 here it goes. Hey, J.J. Abrams. Get on your soapbox, you bitch. Hey, J.J. Abrams. You tried so hard, so hard to make people forget about the fucking prequels. And everybody's forgotten about your cold, heartless, boring fucking film. And everybody's embraced the prequels because we got two people who are running Star Wars now that love the prequels. Everybody lost their shit when the Mandalorian was driving around in a fucking souped up fucking nappy starfighter. And everybody loved it when he said wizard. So guess who won? Ain't you cocksucker. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'm here for a couple more hours. <clears throat> I should have had the soundboard queued up for a round of applause after that. And it, it thought of me. I, I thought of yeah, it right there. It's yeah, right. Yeah. So it's. But, but yeah, I, I. It's. Um. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm. I'm stumbling on my words a little bit. Sorry. Right, sorry. Right, right. Um. But it. it sorry, right, right, Doc. It's good. It's but right. it. But it builds suspense. Like the power scene builds mm-hmm. suspense because you don't know that Anakin. I mean, we all know Anakin's gonna win, mm-hmm. but still, it's still like. Mm-hmm. It's it's still right there. You're right on the edge of your seat the whole time. And you gotta watch anybody who hasn't watched it. You gotta watch the behind the scenes where they actually talk about how they built the whole. Tra- Another thing, we, we 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 got to see him. You know, Mando fly through the uh, the Bounty Eve mm-hmm. track. So I mean, that's how you fucking do nostalgia, J.J. Abrams. You fucking cock. Oh my God, sorry. Yeah. One quarter portion. Man, I don't hate The Force Awakens. It's just not that good. Cock. <laughs> <sighs> they could have. Che- they also could have changed out anytime Anakin said yippee. Yippee! I was he could have yelled poopy or something like that. Yeah. Pee pee poopy. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it was a young Mace Windu would have said yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. But it's like when he. Do- when he tests Anakin's blood, and then it's like, ah, what was that? It's like, ah, just to check, make sure you're not hurt. Like, yeah. you fucking snake. <laughs> you just injured a child for your own purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, to, just to find out. That's another thing that people always complain about, is the midichlorians. Everybody's always like, oh, midichlorians. Did you, like, not watch the movie to find out what midichlorians are? They, everybody always misrepresents it. They're like, oh, well, we, I liked when the, th- the Force was this fucking sacred power. It is. Metachlorians are there if you have a high count in metachlorians, that's and that's what enables you to manipulate the force. Yes. Like Jedi and Sith do. So clearly people aren't paying attention to what is on screen. Well, how can I pay attention to something on screen when I'm when I'm busy uh sitting there stewing in my hate because Jar Jar Banks is just mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. and going, Excuse me and having a uh and, and a uh um an alien creature fart in his face. How can I? How can I pay attention when I'm too busy sitting there, sour puss face, like I just been into a lemon with my arms crossed, angry? Oh no! Wow. You calm that down. <laughs> you can you can shut that shit down <laughs> right in a goddamn hurry. Qui Gon and Obi Wan escort Amidala to Coruscant so she can plead her people's case to Chancellor Valorum and the Galactic Senate. 
Qui-Gon informs the Jedi Council that his attacker was a Sith and subsequently asks for permission to train Anakin as a Jedi. But the Council refuses his request, concerned that Anakin is vulnerable to the dark side of the Force. Undaunted, Qui-Gon vows to take up Anakin as his new apprentice. Meanwhile, Naboo Senator Palpatine persuades Amidala to call for a vote of no confidence in Valorum to elect a more capable leader and to resolve the crisis. Though she is successful in pushing the vote, Amidala grows frustrated with the corruption in the Senate and decides to return to Naboo. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are ordered by the Jedi Council to accompany the Queen and investigate the return of the Sith, whom they thought had been extinct for over a millennium. So the call for no confidence... So the call for no confidence uh, <clears throat> um, results in Valorum being replaced as uh, Supreme Chancellor mm-hmm. with uh, Senator Sheev uh, Franklin Palpatine. <laughs> Sheev Palpa means, <laughs> uh, which he was, he was shocked by Terrence Stamp. Not, not, never, not at all. Never to be seen from again in the Star Wars world. Actually, I believe there's a book. I don't remember if it was the old EU or in the Star Wars, in the Disney canon, that uh, Valorum actually shows back up in. Um, Might have been one of the comics that I'm currently reading. I can't, I can't remember though. I really can't remember. No, I'm not reading anything that takes place after, pre New Hope. Everything I'm reading right now is taking place post-Empire, I believe. Yeah. So, I, I'm trying... I don't know... Uh, maybe it was in one of the... Maybe it was in the first Vader run back in 2015. It could have been. I feel like he... I, I feel like I remember hearing him he shows up. I'm going to dip back into the market real quick, so we'll talk about those Pepsi cans. All right. Because um, my family, we were big Pepsi drinkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still am. And we Pepsi's- got all the cans just because of... Well, because, well, first off, aside from all the pets we were drinking, but then I'm a sucker for cans with, the, you know, mm-hmm. with things on them. Right, right. So, I mean, I remember, like, reading the cans, mm-hmm. and I remember they had separate <clears throat> cans, like one for Queen Amidala and one for Padme. So, mm-hmm. so, as to push the thought that they are two separate characters. Right, right, right. Because in 99, you could hide spoilers like that, and it was fine. Because remember on Padme's can, it said that she was a handmaiden, but she, like, carried a secret, too. Like, little we know her secret was just that she was fucking Queen Amidala. Yeah. Not not that she was fucking Queen Amidala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she was Queen Amidala. I just threw in a word there. Uh, although, so, so I have, although, I'm sure if you dive deep enough on the internet, I'm sure you can find a video of Padme fucking Queen Amidala. Uh, probably. But so, um... I'm not telling anyone to look that up. I have a picture right here of the cans, right? Yeah. So, there was... There was the Pepsi line, yeah. which had Anakin, Sebulba, Qui-Gon, Watto, Jabba, uh, Sheevy Boy, R2, and then Sidious. There was a Mountain Dew line mm-hmm. that had Darth Maul, Jar Jar, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, uh, uh, Captain Panaka, uh, Newt Gunray, uh, the other guy, not Newt Gunray. Uh, yeah. um, his, his partner. The other pilot, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um and then one of the Droidicas. And then there was, in the Pe- Pepsi 1 ca- line, there was Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala. There was uh, Padme, Shmi, the uh, Battle Droid. Um, just said his name. Um, Roger Roger? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Terrence Stamp. Valorum. Oh, Valorum. Valorum, C-3PO, New Gummery, and then... Uh, Boss ass. So that was the. Looks like there's 27 cans. 
20... It's weird. It's Pepsi One. I thought it was Diet Pepsi. No, it's Pepsi, it's Pepsi One. Yeah. Okay. So okay. eight. Okay. Uh, twenty-four. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, with you. I'm with you. I I think. I know I didn't have the Mountain Dew. I think I had the Pepsi and the Pepsi mm-hmm. One ones because. Right. Nobody in my family drinks yeah. Mountain Dew. Like we all dislike man. We're all Pepsi. We're all Coke drinkers. Yeah. And, like Sprite and stuff like that. Yeah, so. we. I didn't have any of. The, I didn't have any of the Mountain Dew cans because we didn't drink Mountain Dew. It was yeah. Pepsi Diet Pepsi, and then I was drinking Pepsi One for a hot minute because I thought it tasted fine. Mm. Like, what? Well, what did I know? I was fourteen. I didn't know any better. But I will say, I at, still don't know any better. I will say, in nineteen ninety nine, I actually wasn't a big soda drinker, so. My dad drank most of these because I just wasn't a big soda drinker. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really start drinking soda until I was like right. almost out of high school. Mm-hmm. It was just I didn't like the carbonation. I didn't like right. carbonated drinks for a long time. So I think that I, I my dad th- was like I said my dad got I, stuck drinking nine percent of these. Yeah, I, yeah, because um, it was just I I just remember the cans of vividly, just none of the mm-hmm. Mountain Dew ones. Cause oh yeah, I always it. always forget them. Well, we also get our first shot of more Jedi mm-hmm. because you figure up to this point. Up to the uh, up to this point in in the Star Wars saga of what we've known of what we've seen we've only seen uh, Obi Wan Luke Yoda and Qui Gon mm-hmm. those are the only Jedi that we've seen up to this point mm-hmm. so now we see more we got Kiedi Mundi Mace Windu um, Say Say Tan I'm sure is sitting there as well Plukoon mm-hmm. we're we're getting all these other Jedi like, uh, like Yaddle the the female Yoda. Yeah, that's the only time you see her in the entire saga. So we're getting all these other Jedi's. You now there's a whole council. It's like oh, it's like there was a whole thing here. And then as this as the story goes on, you're like you really start thinking. You're like none of these guys are in the other movies, so don't get too attached. Which didn't stop me from still getting too attached to, yeah, you know, Kit Fisto mm-hmm. with damn smile, that damn smile, um, and. Qui-Gon's like, no, I think this boy is the chosen one. We got to train him. They're like, nah, he's too old. And Anakin is just scowling at Mace Windu. There were also two variant cans of Storm that had Qui-Gon and Jar Jar on them. Oh, that's right. That was when it was Storm. That was, Storm was what they what it was what it was called in between Slice and Sierra Mist. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, then there were six different versions. They were there were gold, Pepsi. Yoda cans with six different Yoda graphics on them. Right. Uh, there was, uh, looks like one made a special Pepsi can that they hid in cases of Pepsi like the gold cans. It was like, you know, uh, like a special one here and there. It right. was uh, the Destiny can. Uh, it just had a dark, it had a picture of Vader and then the picture of Anakin when right before he's running up, he's like, oh, Master Qui-Gon. He goes, Anakin, drop. It's like that picture of him. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then, I think I remember that. Yeah, and then um, the manure. I remember that. And then there was you could actually buy a set as well. I guess straight from Pepsi or something like that. But uh, right. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I've also always loved. The Wait, movie. there was a Pepsi hologram can too. Then like two thousand one. So this was afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also um, always love that movie poster where it's just. Um, Anakin with the shadow. Where it's just Anakin with the shadow. Yeah, that seems to be. Well, I actually have that. I mean, I, I gotta hang it back up in my room, but. Um, that's everybody loves that poster. It's such a great poster. It is a great poster. So, <clears throat> and Amy's here. Amy's here. Hi, Hi Amy. Hello. We're <clears throat> discussing the Phantom Menace, your favorite of the Star Wars movies. Don't lie. She's a Rise of Skywalker fan. Not in, <laughs> not in this house. <laughs> Said it. You can't see it, everybody. But Amy just shanked me. Yeah. <laughs> How did it feel? Like you deserved it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, so I always love how Anakin is scowling at Mace Windu when Mace Windu's like, no, yeah, I'm not training him. Because Sam Jackson... You know, if they would have just listened to Mace Windu. You know, yeah, all may, this may, been... maybe you just listen to Sam Jackson for once in your life mm-hmm. and you actually get somewhere. Yeah. But no, let's just gonna ignore him and what the fuck does he know? Or you, could, or you could have just let Qui-Gon train the boy. Yeah. Because as, as I said to you guys last night, Qui-Gon is the, great, the best Jedi. Yeah. Or if you let Qui-Gon train the boy, then he ends up like Qui-Gon and we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's the best Jedi, but he just can't seem to handle fights. I say he's the best Jedi because I think he embodies what a Jedi actually should be. He has no time for the politicking of of Jedis, if you will, and I will. He's just all about balance and the Force. All about balance and Force. And probably, you know, styling his hair in such a way that, um, you know. Just that power stance that he had when he was talking to Obi-Wan. Such a massive power stance. uh, Over the the calm and his leg up on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I was a very Riker power mm-hmm. stance. He's like, you mm. think he leaps over the chair like Riker does too? No, I think only Jonathan Frakes does that because he has a back injury that he had from as a child. Also tall, extremely, like a man. Mm. Should be. Bye, Amy. Bye, Amy. <laughs> she has no idea what's going on. I don't think she. Amy did. walked in his room and was like this. Oh no! Ah. I don't think it was anything like that. It worked. Good. 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 So yeah, uh, Amadala is like, hey, we gotta go back to Naboo. And they're like, uh, this isn't such a good idea. She's like, I have to go for my people. Or whatever fucking robot voice she uses when she's Queen Amadala. It's me, Mario! She doesn't sound like that. <laughs> she doesn't sound like no, that. No, she doesn't. On Naboo... Padme reveals herself as the actual queen before the Gungans to gain their trust in their secret location um, and persuades them to help against the Trade Federation. Jar Jar is promoted to general for some fucking reason and joins his tribe in a battle against the droid army while Padme leads the search for Gunray in Theed. It's weird. Jar Jar's like Mr. Bean. Yeah, kind of. He just kind of bumbles his way through. Qui-Gon tells Anakin to hide inside a starfighter in the palace hangar, but he accidentally triggers his autopilot and flies into space, joining the Naboo pilots in a battle against the Federation droid control ship. With R2's help, Anakin pilots the fighter into the ship and causes destruction from within, deactivating the droid army. Meanwhile, back at the Legion of Doom, Maul, who has been dispatched by Sidious to assist Gunray, engages in the greatest lightsaber battle in Star Wars history with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Maul mortally wounds Qui-Gon, but is then sliced in half by Obi-Wan and falls down a shaft. Qui-Gon asks Obi-Wan to train Anakin before dying in his arms. Um, the entire last third of this movie is overshadowed by that lightsaber battle. It's, I mean, I... I just watched it last night, and I still forget most of what happened, because all I'm thinking about is the lightsaber battle. Not to mention it also, uh, we get the... We get the the chef's kiss of, uh, of Star Wars music, of Star Wars themes of the uh, the Duel of Fates, Duel of the Fates. God, what a fucking what a goddamn! Banger. It's the best song in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. What a banger! Besides Yub Nub, so much so that that's what Episode Nine was supposed to be called before. <sighs> what could have been? Yeah, what should have been? Yeah, not even what could have been, what should have been. Couldn't she just lay off the cocaine for like six months, Carrie Fisher? I'll fucking say it. I mean, it was sad that she died, but they found coke in her system, I'm pretty sure. 
Like you, was, you couldn't was, just wait six months so we could have gotten a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> at, at least the, the sequels would have been a, a little bit more um, cohesive. You're his father. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's a Jedi. You're his father. <laughs> great. Great. Mm-hmm. He's trying spinning. That's a good trick. I actually thought he said that in during the pod race. No. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not smart. It's no, given. Clearly. It's a given. <laughs> anyway. It's a massive. It's a massive. Anyway, yeah. Listen, I remember when I saw this movie in theaters with my dad, and uh, we saw it opening weekend. I don't think we went opening night. He couldn't get tickets for opening night for this. this There's is, no fucking they, way. I, I tell you, like I said. Like I said, I didn't see us in theaters, but I know you weren't getting tickets for it. I was back. Yeah, in the, we weren't waiting in line. Yeah. You know? there, there, there was no online. No, you had to go online. to the theater. You had to go to the theater. You had to stand in line, or you had to call movie phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> movie phone. Remember the episode of Seinfeld when Kramer was? Uh, they kept somebody kept call, accidentally calling him, so he just started acting like he was movie phone, <laughs> and the real movie phone guy showed up <laughs> to kick his ass. But um, actually, you know what? The last movie I physically bought a ticket for was actually The Force Awakens. Oh. It was the first. It was the last movie I actually physically went to the movie theater. And bought a physical ticket for it. I couldn't even remember the last time I bought a physical ticket. I was, everything's just everything's just so much. I just I wanted the it. physical ticket, and I don't know what to do with. It. I wish I would have kept. It. Remember when that was a thing? Like you go to the movies, and, like you hang out. It's like, oh, go throw that away. That's my ticket stub. Yeah. Like look at us now. Yeah, I, the, only, <laughs> the only one I think I still have is my Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ticket stub. Wow. Hey, maybe my Force Awakens one's hanging around somewhere, but like hang on, like hanging on to your movie ticket was like trying to save your um... yeah, because you didn't want to end up like George Costanza and couldn't get back into the movie theater, so he had to keep using his friends' tickets yeah. to get back in, and he'd be like, "You just saw me come out." It's a ticket stub, sir. It's like, see, here you go. Fine, now my friends can't see the shit movie. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I remember being in the theater and just. When there's that moment in the in the lightsaber battle, it's after Qui Gon gets taken down. Mm-hmm. It's right after Obi Wan comes out, and they have that great spar back and forth, and then they kind of like pirouette out. From, they kind of pirouette out from each other, and they there's a, there's a, it's almost like they were told to stop, wait for applause, and then continue. Yeah, and the whole theater just erupted in applause. It, it, it there's nothing like this. Um, there's nothing like this. Is this more kiss? Yes. Those are fake pens. Oh, nice. Um, um, there's, there's absolutely nothing like this lightsaber battle in all of Star Wars. No. This is no, so good. No, it's no. so cr- Like, I love, I love the Anakin and Obi-Wan one, but I felt like that was a little over the top. This was just perfect. And there was there's a lot of meaning behind it. Sorry, everybody. There's a lot of meaning behind it because... If you think about, you got. I'm gonna let everybody know. There's a video on YouTube you got to listen to of um, Dave um, Filoni talking about what he feels that the duel of the fates is in this lightsaber battle. It's it's Qui Gon and Obi Wan fighting Darth Maul for the fate, basically of Anakin. And then that's you know, and then of course Qui Gon gets taken down, and Obi Wan is fighting because he knows he is now the last line of defense. For Darth Maul to get the Anakin, like yeah. that's it. If, if if Obi-Wan goes down, you know, that's that's his whole mission now is to is to protect the boy. And he's the first Jedi in a millennia to defeat a Sith in battle. That's that's why he's such a great Jedi. I like 
I love Obi Wan and Qui Gon. I think they are they are they are two of the best Jedi, if not the two best Jedi, because for two different things, Obi Wan was so stoic and so what the Jedi Council wanted him to be. He was the purest of pure Jedi's. But I think Qui Gon was what Jedi's should have been, where he didn't want to do the politics. He didn't want to be on the council. He just believed in balance and good and doing good things and it you know he would do whatever it took to do good things for people and protect people so i think that's why i think they were the best of of, of the jedi that's that was nice thank you that almost sounded that that <laughs> almost sounded rehearsed no that was good that was really good i like that you didn't stutter through your words you don't sound like a mongoloid you're like the opposite of me and the opposite of me most times yeah um <clears throat> Following the battle, Gunray is arrested by the Republic and Palpatine is elected Chancellor. Yeah. I I don't trust that at all. Don't think fishy about that guy. Some, I don't think there's anything on the level with him. Mm-hmm. There's something there's something hinky going on. Master Yoda promotes Obi-Wan to the rank of Jedi Knight and reluctantly accepts Anakin as Obi-Wan's apprentice. A funeral is held for Qui-Gon, attended by the other Jedi who contemplate that there is still one Sith remaining since there are always two of them no more, no less. Mm-hmm. During a celebratory parade on Naboo, Padme presents a gift of thanks to the Gungans, which is just a giant ball. Giant glowing orb. Giant. Thing. I think it's one of those things that, like, when you go to the science museum and you put your hand on it, it makes your hand stand up. It makes your hair stand up on end. I think it was just that. Just not attached Could've to anything. So. And uh, Yubnub played. No, it didn't. It did in my version. <laughs> it was a celebration theme. I watched the, uh, I'll have you know, I watched this on Laserdisc and it had Yubnub. So, shows what this you This didn't know. come out on Laserdisc. Nah. I'm sorry you're not with it and you're not in the, in Lucas's personal army, so you didn't get a copy of that. Okay. All right, I'll buy that. I didn't either. I, I stole it from uh, a guy. I stole it from Gary Kurtz. I stole it from uh, John fake name okay so but uh Finn okay so I mean it's a lot of some allusions to um to A New Hope you know the end you got the celebration everyone's looking at the camera Mm. you know not an obvious nod but a nice reminder hey there's more to come Mm -hmm. from this you know Palpatine tells him oh we look forward we're watching your career with uh well, what about your career with, uh, I forgot what the fuck he says. With Watch great, with great, with great, yeah. Intent, with, with, with great interest. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, he is going to be watching with great mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. Because he knows. Because it was him. Yeah. It was him. Here it is. What do you got? Uh, no, my, I wanted to make sure I had the right rating for this. Oh. Okay, I do. Is it still recording or? Yeah, it is. <laughs> No, it is. Okay. So. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. So, out of of ten. I I give it an eight and a half. Again, you know, I do think Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequels, but this movie wouldn't have... It wouldn't have taken much for this movie to be like a ten for me. Uh, It's just some dialogue. I, I do agree there's some CGI that even 20 years ago looked a little off, but... um. I think eight and a half is a really good score for it. 
Um, it's a lot higher than what a lot of other people give it. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a seven, uh, a seven and a half, yeah. seven point five, if you will, just because the dialogue is just yeah, yeah. It's clunky, that's why not. It's clunky down, as but... fuck, and the, and there are times I'm looking at Jar Jar. I'm like, all right, dude, enough. Mm. Like this is what, like this is kind of much. Right. This is a bit much. Um, favorite scene. Uh God, there's so many. There's, I want to say it's the entire lightsaber battle, but there's little key moments during the movie that I really liked. Like I said before, during the, um, the conversation with the hollow projection, when Maul just kind of mm. appears, I love that. But also the scene when the doors open and Maul's on the other side of it and the cloak comes off mm. and the lightsaber comes at one end and then the other, like to show it's double-ended. Like that's, that is probably, iconic. that is one of the most iconic shots in Star Wars history. Mm-hmm. It's the most iconic shot from this movie. Mm. Hands down. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, also, I remember that being in the trailer yeah. when everyone was like, two, a double-bladed lightsaber? <laughs> there's two of them. This is out of control. <laughs> now there's two of them. Yeah. But, like, it was it was one of those, like, oh, shit moments. So, because it was so great. To, it was so great to see. Mm. But I also like that shot right before, like, when, you know, the, the, the scene during the fight when, uh, when Obi-Wan does the head fake and Qui-Gon yeah. goes in? The shot directly before that, where it shows all three of them, it does a close up of Darth Maul and then a close up of Qui Gon and the Obi Wan. Every time I see that close up of Qui Gon, I'm always thinking it's like starring Liam Neeson because I think that's always the shot that they used when they rattle off the cast. Right. Like it's it's so good, but I oh, mean, I forgot to mention something. I forgot to mention Ray Park plays Darth Maul in this movie. Oh, at, at the top and Peter Safranier. Safran. I can never say his last name. Peter Sarafenowitz? He does the voice. He's the only time he's ever done the voice because uh, uh, Sam Whitmer replaced him for the animated series. Who replaced him in uh, Solo? That was Sam Whitmer. Oh. Yeah. Sure, he's Peter Sarafenowitz again. Yeah, he's kind of the voice of Maul now. Uh, Sam Whitmer. So. But Ray Park still did the physical. And but Ray Park, as far yeah. as I know, did all of... When they did the lightsaber battle between Darth Maul and Ahsoka in... Clone Wars, he actually did the motion capture for it. And you could tell, too, when you watch, you could tell it's absolutely Ray Park doing this. Remember, thing. now, this came out before X-Men, mm-hmm. obviously, because X-Men came out in 2000, this was 1999, right. and Ray Park was Toad. Yeah. Now, did you ever catch, I know we haven't done X-Men yet, did you ever catch like the little like nod that he did, Darth Maul, like, when he's fighting Storm at the end, uh, when they're at the, when they're at the Statue of Liberty, and he kicks on the elevator shaft. There's that bar that's holding the elevator doors open. He kicks out of the air and catches it, but he's holding it like Darth Maul holds the lightsaber. Oh, does he really? And then it's like a split second, and then he drops it and just kind of walks off like, hmm. like, like cocky. Hmm. Like it's a like, like it's a quick little thing, but it's always like a little nod that I, I, I right. kind of noticed. I got to go back and watch that movie. It's been a long time since that first X Men. We really need to review it someday. Yeah. So, we'll uh, do you have a least favorite scene? Some of the stuff on Tatooine kind of dragged a bit. Mm. Like, when Qui-Gon's talking to Shmi. I literally didn't need anything from her. She could have just not been in the movie at all. Well, I mean, we, we come I to- mean, we need her for Attack of the yeah. Clones and, and for and for Anakin's arc. We, she, she is a necessity. Well, um, she's a necessity because she's Rey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> That was an awful fucking, awful fucking theory people had. Though somehow still better than the movie that we got. Yeah, somehow better. <laughs> somehow, somehow that was better. <laughs> somehow that Ray was better. Yeah. 
weird. But like I would have accepted that. More I than, think in hindsight I would have been more like, than, okay, whatever. More than Palpatine coming back because of Reason, I don't know reasons. Because in Revenge of the Dark Sith, Side cloning secrets are in the Sith now. Because <laughs> because in Revenge of the, because in Return of the Jedi, I assume his cloak was covered in plot armor. Yeah, so, yeah, but. I I mean, aside from some of the stuff on Tatooine, there isn't really any one part I could have done without. Mm-hmm. There's maybe just like little scenes you probably could just cut out to kind of trim it down a little bit, but nothing that's overtly where I'm like, this, this is dog shit. Right. And m- most of the dialogue is the reason why I'm giving it a bad score. It's, I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any bad but scenes. That's mainly why. But the I dialogue well. is sometimes yeah. just kind of hard to. Yeah. Even I mean, even with like like there were like little. You no, know, with Obi Wan going, oh well, the negotiations were short. Like it's funny now. Yeah. But then, like you know, as you kind of go through, it's just like you no. Know, then Qui Gon, like, oh, there's always a bigger fish. Like it's just like little it's things. Talking about, that's a great line in Star Wars like, history. Like, like little things. It's like it, uh, it kind of really didn't need it. But. I don't know if it's true, but I heard a rumor that that was improv. I hope so. <laughs> Considering how it was, concerned how it was all CG. I seriously hope. That was yeah. Improv. Um. So for me, uh, like I said. Eight, eight and a half out of ten. Uh, it's mainly because of the dialogue. Uh, it's real, I don't. I don't have a least favorite scene in this movie. Um, but my favorite scene is absolutely when Qui Gon and uh, when we first meet Jar Jar and Qui Gon and, and Qui- uh, Jar Jar goes Maya Spec and Qui Gon <laughs> goes the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. <laughs> Maya Spec. That's it's false. My favorite scene is absolutely the lightsaber battle. Absolutely. Um, and it's I, I don't think anything I don't think it's I think it topped everything that came before and it's no disrespect to the original trilogy lightsaber battles, I love those I love you know I love them, but I think it I think it blew blew them away and I don't think a lightsaber battle has come close to this one, um, not that not that we haven't had good lightsaber battles since this one, but this one is just I think it's just perfection it's from start to finish it's perfection, so. mm-hmm. um, but uh you know I you know as as we as we kind of wind down. Uh, this episode, I will say, you know, this this movie spawned two of the best Star Wars games ever. In episode one, Pod Racer. I never played Racer Revenge, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't comment on it. And uh, George, you remember this game, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles? Vaguely, yes. Yeah, that was such a great game. I had it for the Dreamcast, and it's one it's one of my all time favorite games, uh, Star Wars games. So, um, yeah, I mean, th- this this movie will always hold a place in my heart. Again, I, I and George, you know me for, since two thousand and six. We started hanging out a lot in two thousand seven. I've always been a Defenders movie, have I not? Always, always. never. I, I've never. I don't let anybody talk ill about this movie. Um, and I think if you do, you can. You have a nice, uh, dirty a hole to come clean with your tongue. Uh, talk <laughs> my mind because I hate you. Um, no, I'm. I'm always going to defend this yeah. movie because I, I always feel like. You know, when 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 Lucas uses the term, it's like uh, it's like poetry. It, you know, rhymes and mirrors and stuff like that. This is the perfect movie to mirror sort of a new hope, and people use that defense for the Force Awakens. And there's a difference between mirroring a movie and paying and you know like rhyming with a movie, as as Lucas would say, and just blatantly ripping a movie off, which is what the Force Awakens is. So. You know, I don't. If if you're a sequel trilogy defender, regardless of what I think of the sequel trilogy now, currently in 2022, because um, it is a little different from five, you know, five years ago, you know, or I would say at the end of 2019 when we got the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, that movie's still garbage, but you know, my opinions have changed a little bit on the sequels for the most part. But you know, I'm 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 not gonna 
I'm not gonna beat around the bush and be like, no, those movies are great. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do like The Last Jedi a lot now, but, um, but I, I, I just think if you're gonna bash this movie for dumb reasons, like, oh, for every Jar Jar Binks, there's an uncar plot. For every, you know, bad dialogue in, uh, in, you know, uh, are you an angel? There's fucking Ray saying the Force and Skywalker fucking a hundred times in a fucking movie. Or or or, or the uh, or that bullshit. I'm portion. or the, or that bullshit. Um, uh, I'm I'm using my life force to or whatever the fuck it is that she says. Oh yeah, when she drops the exposition. Yeah. Uh, when she explains how she healed the fucking giant a pit snake. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> but even if like for. And, and and even if you want to go even further, like with like Revenge of the Sith, you know, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Mm. Like for every one of that, it's somehow Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. Return. Like, and even like throughout the prequels, Jar Jar is the only like bad is the only bad character. If you want to compare to bad characters in the fucking sequel trilogy, uh, Snap Wexley. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Who's literally only in the movie because he's best friends with fucking J.J. Abrams. And, and I mean, the main character of the sequels, you know, she was okay in, in The Force Awakens. And, and she's oh, she's not awful in The Last Jedi, but, like, she's just, like, unwatchable in The, in the Rise of Skywalker. So, so by the time you get to the third movie in that, in that trilogy, your main character is just, like, it, you, you hate... She's a hateable character. Because as we said before with that, and we're and we're off on a tangent, but right. that's our whatever. We're, 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 we're at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, as you said before, and you pointed this out several different times. She's never experienced any loss. Mm. Like everything worked out for her. So like, you know, she fought uh, Kylo Ren twice in lightsaber battles and won. So there's nothing for her to overcome in the third movie. Mm. So I know there's going to be some idiot who's going to be well, there's subtle nuances. No, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Mm. It isn't about the subtle nuances. It's about what we see. Luke had something to overcome. Anakin had something to overcome. Mm-hmm. Like it's th- that's the point of your main characters. Mm-hmm. That you you can't make them all powerful mm-hmm. and to where there's just like, well, I've won every fight I've ever had, so there's that. Where do you go from there? Choir, sir. Yeah. Choir. Oh. And she killed fucking Kylo Ren. Once already, and then fuck Rise of Skywalker. Then he healed him. Yeah, and then she's he... literally like she's literally undefeated in a lightsaber battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's wrap it up so we don't go on a tangent because we'll eventually get to those movies. Uh, so you can do those at Chris. I nah, you're gonna love. I we're gonna love ripping apart Rise of Skywalker. That's gonna be a fucking completely off scripted. Just rant. I'm not even going to bother nope. reading from that. No, one. we're not. We're just going to rant. <laughs> so, um, well, that I, I enjoyed this podcast. I, you know, I love this movie. Um, and um, I wish, we, you know, I, I do wish we could have spaced him out a little bit more, but we'll take a nice, we'll take a nice Star Wars break after Attack of the Clones. We'll let Star Wars simmer for a little bit. I don't want to be just pounding them out, you know, yeah. and so we'll let that simmer a little bit. But I really wanted to do the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, especially since I'm not going to Star Wars Celebration, which I almost bought tickets for. But I, I'm just not I'm not going to go. It's too costly of a trip for right now. Um, but that being said, everybody, uh, this is going to go up later, actually, when we go back out in the living room because we're doing this old school. I'm recording it on my phone. Um, and then this Sunday coming up, 
uh, or Monday, uh, because Sunday's Easter, so I don't, you know, we're going to try to get this recorded before Easter, if not, probably the we Monday. We could probably record on Saturday, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe, yeah. If he uh, doesn't have some... Uh, yeah, if, if some... Chris isn't busy. I'm, Chris, I'm a little busy during the day, but we'll, we'll figure it out. If, if, not, if not, Chris said he's free Monday night, but we're doing The Dark Knight, uh, and that's Chris's like, all-time favorite movie, so we wanted to have him on. Uh, again, he was on for ba- Batman Begins, he's going to be on for The Dark Knight Rises, um... Uh, he, well, he's going to be on for a, a lot of, if not all, comic book movies. So you'll be hearing from him again after this in May for Doctor Strange. So, whether you um, whether you want to hear from him or not, we're going to yeah. have him. Yeah, so uh, he'll be joining us this weekend for The Dark Knight. Uh, can't, can't wait to talk about that. Love that movie. Um, George, you have anything else to add before we shut it down? Nah. <laughs> now go. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, with that being said, everybody, I've been Dean Holtzaffel. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. <laughs>